Last weekend, leaders on our St. Mark's staff gathered for a retreat that was focused on prayer. Early in our conversation, we discussed how prayer is a way of talking to God. But then when we moved to the subject of listening to God, we acknowledged that this form of prayer is often much less developed for many of us in our world today. And in some ways, it may be related to struggles that we have with listening in other parts of our life. If anyone has asked you if you truly heard them, it may be because you have a medical condition that has lent itself to hearing loss. But if not, it's probably because it has something to do with the way that you did or didn't listen. And I think we all know how that happens. In some cases, we haven't listened because we don't want to hear what is being said. Or we have screened out certain words focused on others. And then there is the simple truth that many of us hear what we want to hear, no matter what the speaker may have tried to communicate to us. For some, there's also the problem of distraction. When someone is talking, our mind is elsewhere, and we miss much of what is said. But most of all, I think, our struggles with this come from the fact that as human beings, we often put a lot more energy into talking than listening. And that makes its way into our relationships, including our relationship with God. And when I think about that in the context of today's gospel story from Mark, I get the impression that the disciples had the same struggles with listening that we do. And I say that because of three very important words that come right in the middle of this gospel story today. In the account of Jesus' baptism that we heard on the first Sunday after the Epiphany, you might remember that there was this voice from heaven that declared, this is my son, the beloved. And now in this next confirmation of Jesus' identity, there is a voice again from heaven saying the same thing, this is my son, the beloved. But now there are three new words added to this message from God. Three words that I think reflect the experience that Jesus is having with his disciples since the day of his baptism. And as I see it, those three words are also a plea from God to all of those who want to journey with Jesus, with love for us and with concern for the well-being of all, God says, listen to him. It comes after several stories in the Gospel of Mark where Jesus seems to be more and more exasperated with the fact that his disciples are just failing to listen. Shortly before this experience on the mountain of transfiguration, it, it came to a head, according to Mark, when Jesus finally said to them, are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes, but you don't see? Do you have ears, yet fail to hear? There seems to be a breakthrough right after that, when Peter comes forth and declares that Jesus is the Messiah. But that too ends badly when it becomes obvious 
that Peter has heard what he wants to hear. He has constructed his own understanding of what that means without really listening to anything that Jesus has said. That troubles Jesus greatly. But it doesn't stop him from trying yet again to get his point across. In the story that Mark tells right before this transfiguration account, Jesus sets his disciples down and he says, listen, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. We're not sure why Peter wants to build three booths right away when he sees this vision before him, but it does seem to suggest that he likes the idea of dwelling in glory a lot more than taking up a cross. And if truth be told, that may be the way that many of us feel in these days right before the season of Lent. Because if we're familiar with the flow of the church year, we know that the scripture readings and the themes of the Lenten season will highlight this radical call of Jesus Christ to take up our cross, to deny ourselves and to follow him. Without a doubt, it would be so much easier to just dwell here, focus on aspects of this call from Christ that appeal to us. But that wasn't a choice for Peter and James and John. Staying with Jesus meant following him down the mountain and reconnecting with the broken world that Jesus had come to heal. It meant confronting again the unclean spirits that possessed people's hearts and minds and the powerful forces that defied God's dream of justice and peace and well-being for all. It meant giving up their desire to preserve and protect themselves when others were suffering. And it meant giving up the urge to climb this ladder of success that was built by a society that counted wealth and privilege and status and power as true marks of human worth. And it was a struggle for his followers. Just moments after this clear appeal from God to listen generously to the words and the teachings of Jesus, Mark says the disciples fell right back into their old ways. As they were going home to Capernaum, they started to argue with each other along the way, and Jesus overheard them. And when they got to the house, he said, so tell me, what were you arguing about along the way? Mark says they all fell silent because they had been arguing about who was the greatest among them. If I were the rabbi, I know I would have given up at that point. But Jesus used it as another opportunity to teach the way of the cross. He sat them down again. In fact, he called all 12 disciples this time and said, whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. It's hard to know if they listened any better this time. But for me, this is where the power of the story turns to us. 
Throughout the season of Lent that begins on Wednesday, we too will be hearers of the words and the teachings of Jesus. We will hear him say next Sunday that the starting point for all of us is repentance. We will hear Jesus say again that the way of the cross truly is a way that involves suffering and rejection and selfless love. We will hear him command us to stop turning the kingdom of God into a marketplace. And his words of judgment for all of those who love the light more than the darkness. And with all of that, we will hear Jesus' hopeful promise that the kingdom of God has come near and that he himself has not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. The challenge then for all of us will be to listen generously, even when we don't like what is being said. The challenge will be to listen without hearing what we want to hear or screening out certain words of Jesus and welcoming others. It will be to set aside distractions and create new space in our lives for listening slowly to the words beneath the words. And that isn't easy. In fact, if we're honest, we might even say that we can't do this on our own. Like people who suffer from physical hearing loss, we can't cure ourselves. And that's why I'm especially thankful for the unique placement of this transfiguration story in Mark's gospel. What we don't notice when we just read it by itself is that Mark puts this story right between two healing stories where Jesus heals people who are deaf. I don't think that's just a coincidence. To me, Mark is saying that there are many ways of experiencing hearing loss and that Jesus is able to cure all of them. If he could put his fingers in the ears of a deaf person and say, be opened, then we have to trust that Jesus can open our ears to truly hear what he is saying. His words will be in the gospel stories that we hear now in these next Sundays. They may also be in the personal stories that people share with us when they trust that we are truly ready to listen. They may be in the cries of people in need or in the call for justice that we, that we only hear when we pay close attention to the voices of those who have been pushed out to the margins and beyond. And those words may even be in the silence, the silence that's created when we finally stop talking and just allow the presence of God and Christ to surround us and fill us. Whatever the case, we go forward today with the promise that God who shines brightly in Jesus can open our ears to hear and give us faith to follow. Thanks be to God. Amen. If you have 
prayer cards, just please hold them up and the ushers will come and gather them.